We are Victim of Illusion, you are listening to the tall, friendly, Atheist Dead podcast. And the next 30 seconds are brought to you by our album Invisible Light, available at our Bandcamp website. Hello, my name is Damien, the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad, and host of the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode. Wherever you are, whatever time of day it is, and whatever you happen to be doing, I hope you enjoy. Thank you. This is part two of a response to Off the Curb Ministries video titled, Dear Christian, This is Why You Never Mess With Pornography motion over these many years and that leads us on to the sin phase you can probably imagine what happens in this phase pants come off lights go down incognito mode oh please tell me i'd love to know what (laughs) what sin phase actually means this is when the devil has you where he wants you you are now watching wrong things on the internet and probably doing wrong things to yourself committing sins that you know you should not be committing Okay, this is uh, this is interesting because, like, you know, where where the devil wants you is like, okay, I love to know how he uh, how he proves that, but doesn't God also watch as well? Like, isn't God? Doesn't God know everything and see everything? And isn't God aware of everything? So I just find it interesting that God watches you pleasure yourself. Actually, that kind of makes God a pervert, right? By knowingly watch someone pleasure themselves. Maybe God gets... Okay, I don't want to think about that. Right now, let me tell you something embarrassing about myself. I remember when I used to spend hours and hours on pornography, I would be looking just literally for such a long time for the perfect image, the perfect glance, the perfect sort of perfection and beauty, and I would spend so much time trying to find it, but I never found it. You really need to know how to use the search engines better, buddy. Or you search strings, or even like just like bookmark, or maybe copy the URL and paste it into another file, you know, just so that... Or have like a, a download video, download the video and put it into a folder or something. Something like that. You should, you should learn to search better, buddy. Why? Because my heart was designed for something bigger. I was designed for a greater beauty, not a beauty that could be found on any pornographic website. No, I was designed for the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ. The beauty of the Lord, yes! Seth Andrews once said that Christianity turns people into idiot poets. And I'll I'll probably extend on that. Christianity turns people into idiot philosophers. As well, and it's like, yeah, my heart was designed for the beauty of the Lord. So, so is that supposed to, you know, suppress your sexual desires? You know, the, the fact is that humans are sexual creatures. Well, like, if, if you think about it, why do human males 
produce so so many sperm. You know, we're designed to get it out in a in a safe and consensual way, of course. But if you think about it, if you, if you go to the Bible, it was okay for men to have more than one wife. So I I don't quite get the theological problem with having sex with multiple women. David and Solomon, probably the two most glorious kings of Israel, they had multiple wives and multiple concubines. There didn't seem to be a problem there. You know, the problem wasn't the fact that they had the multiple wives. The only problem was that David kept on stealing other men's wives and Solomon married wives from other kingdoms and religions and the, the problem there was that he didn't devote himself to God. The multiple wives isn't an issue. It's more the uh, the God doesn't get his uh, his worship. That seems to be the problem there. But let's see what uh, Joe has to say further on the topic. Because he alone can satisfy our souls. And the fact... <laughs> Jesus alone can satisfy our souls. So basically, his his perfect ideal of a you know of of the, of the Christian life is so that you're a monk. Things like the Catholic Church has tried, you know, celibacy, and we can see that celibacy doesn't work, buddy. Final parts of the pornography cycle is the shame phase. This is the part where you realise, literally a second after you committed the sin, you realise you've been cheated. No, the usually the last part is the clean-up phase. You're angry. You're annoyed at yourself. No, you knew when you no. started this, it would not satisfy. You knew that only hope and peace can be found in the Lord God, and yet you have gone back to this same sin again. No, well, if the Lord God could actually answer prayer and even like send an angel to knock on the door or, you know, to the monkey with the lights or to monkey with the internet connection so they don't, you know, commit these sins. This is a... This is the thing. It's like, you know, God knows a sin is is about to happen and he has all the power at his disposal. Even if you want to play the free will, you know, even God just like sending an angel to knock on the door. That's not overriding our free will. That's just stopping us from doing something. And you feel guilty. You feel shameful. No, not you really. You feel disgusted that no. you're just this weak person who keeps returning no. to the same sin no. over and over again. Now, do you remember I said I'd come back to the ritual stage? Well, think about this. Just like you have rituals that you follow before you watch pornography. No, I don't even have rituals I've followed before pornography. I don't know what is... Don't know what you're talking about there, buddy. There are also things that you do every single time after you've watched pornography. For me, I remember when I was at university, I wasn't actually watching much pornography then, but I was sleeping with my girlfriend as a backslidden Christian. Oh no, he was a backslidden Christian. Oh no, that's so... He was engaging in consensual and informed sex with someone who was in a committed relationship with him. Oh no! And I remember I would take what I've now called shame showers. I'd get in the shower and I'd just sort of scrub my body. Sometimes I'd cry, but, but it was almost as if I was trying to scrub away the sin because I was so annoyed, I was so upset at myself that I kept committing this sin over and over again. Then if something makes you feel shame for a non-harmful activity that you got pleasure from and that doesn't hurt anybody and that you can't prove hurt anybody, then if your religion makes you feel shame for doing something non-harmful and enjoyable, you need a new religion. 
And that's how the pornography addict lives. They just follow this cycle over and over again. Because they feel shame, the only way they can self-soothe themselves, the only way they can cope with their shame, is by going back to the sin. And this repeats itself day after day, week after week, year after year, until one day the pornography addict says, I'm going to get professional help? Enough is enough. And today, this very day, I want that to be the day for you where you say, I'm going to get professional help. Enough is enough. So talk to me, Joe. How do I overcome my pornography addiction? I can't wait to see what Joe, the pornography addiction expert, has to say. Well, there's actually one word that I think will really change your mind, and I don't think many preachers ever talk about this, but we're actually going to look at science a little bit now. (gasps) want to see a more spiritual way of attacking pornography. Here's a video here, and I'll give you a link to it at the end of the video. But right now, I want to look at the science behind it, and there's one word I want you to think about, and it's this word. Dopamine. I'm not a scientist, but from my understanding, dopamine is a chemical that your brain releases every time you do an activity. It sort of Mm -hmm. rewards you by giving you a feeling of pleasure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dopamine is the reason why eating a bar of chocolate Mm -hmm. feels so good. Dopamine is the reason why we have millions of drug addicts all around the world, because every time they take these drugs, it releases dopamine in their brains. Mm So is the problem dopamine? Dopamine is even the reason why you are probably addicted to your smartphone. Because every time you hear this noise, you get a little dopamine hit with the expectation of getting a message or gaining a new follower on Mm -hmm. one of your social media platforms. Yep. He's actually kind of right uh, on this. It's obviously a lot more complicated and more nuanced than, than just that. But he does... Okay, so I'm glad eight minutes into a 23-minute video, he is actually starting to discuss uh, science and research. Um, just wish he did it a few minutes before or even at the very start or at least try to make a nuanced case. Yeah, he's right. The brain does set up rewards pathways and cycles and all all that kind of stuff. Uh, In a way, the brain kind of uh, is its own organ that tries to help us make a sense of the world. And uh, sometimes it doesn't quite get everything. But here's the terrifying reality. There is no substance on Earth that gives you a bigger dopamine hit. Then, then, then. Than pornography. Really? Okay, that's. uh, I'd love to see what research is going to say about that. I would say actual sex itself is pretty darn good, you know? Let me repeat that. There is no substance on Earth that releases a bigger dopamine hit than pornography. Why is that? Well, let's go back to the drug addicts. You can only snort so much cocaine. If you're an addict... <laughs> God, that's a... That's a... <laughs> That's gonna be that's gonna be line of the line of the video. You can only snort so much cocaine. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say it's not gonna snort itself. Alcoholic, you can only drink so much alcohol before you eventually pass out. You can only eat so much chocolate before you're sick or you're full. There's only so much you can take, and so the dopamine will eventually stop. But a man or a woman can sit on their computer for hours, even days at a time, and watch pornographic image after pornographic image and keep releasing dopamine over hours and hours. Um, I... Okay, so 
pornography isn't a substance, it's a concept. So yes, of course, you can consume content because it's not physically doing anything to you. And this is like you know, when people binge watch a, a series straight for, let's say, eight hours or even like 12 hours or even watch a day straight. The consumption of that isn't physically doing something to you. So that's why there's a difference between pornography and those physical substances, because pornography isn't a physical substance. But here is perhaps the even scarier truth. Very sadly, many people are exposed to pornography as a teenager mm -hmm. in childhood, basically. Mm -hmm. And the day they first see that pornographic image, they get a huge dopamine hit. They get a huge release of pleasure and excitement. And Really? I don't know about that. That's because when my kids first uh, saw naked, accidentally saw naked people, they went, Dad, what's that? You know, I don't think they went, hey, Dad, I'm going to go jerk off now. Anyway, this has been part two of my response to Dear Christian, this is why you never mess with pornography. I'll catch you in the next episode. See ya.